Welcome to the Untold Podcast, capturing the culture's imagination through speculative fiction. I'm your host, Nathan James Norman. It's the end of April here in northern Michigan, and spring has finally arrived. I've enjoyed waking up to the sweet sounds of robins and turtle doves and finches outside my window. That is, until the grackles invaded. They are the absolute worst. They chase off the pleasant birds. And, according to an unsighted source on Wikipedia, a group of grackles is called a plague. That's right, a plague. Eating my flowers, damaging the lawn. I want to teach grackles how to read so I can put up signs that they're not welcomed in these here parts. Even now, as I record this, I have to run out into the yard to scare them off because they keep ruining my recordings. Get out while you can. The plague has come to northern Michigan, and it will never, ever leave. So, our story today was written by Michelle Archer. You'll remember Michelle Archer from episode 41, School of the Exorcists, and episode 54, Dale, Me, and the Speed Demon. Michelle Archer was born in Los Angeles, California, and she has lived in 14 states, two foreign lands, hitchhiked halfway across the country, climbed the El Capitan mountain range in New Mexico, and has had a sword fight with a real witch. Archer is rarely bored. A professional violinist, Archer lives and works in South Florida. She's the proud mother of two sons, Matt and Tim. Archer is also the author of Denny Doc Dilly and the Dangerous Ducks, as well as The Calling of Mike Malone. You can find Michelle Archer online at museituppublishing.com. We'll put a direct link to her page there in the show notes. You can also find her on Facebook and the social platform MeWe at MeWe.com slash MyWorld. That's MeWe.com slash MyWorld. Look for the show notes for the direct links. So now, without further ado, The Untold Podcast presents Uncle Jesus by Michelle Archer. Maybe you've heard of my Uncle Jesus. A lot of people say crazy things about him. One lady asked me if he shot fire out of his eyes, and I was all, what? That's whacked, lady. And then I got in trouble for being disrespectful. I gotta watch it. In Israel 28 AD, you piss off the grown-ups too much, and they'll get the whole rock-throwing thing going at you. And my dad would be glad to help. I'm Jesus' nephew. The name is Jeff. Jeff Ben Wallid of the Jerusalem Ben Wallids. My dad is Avram. My grandfather, Walid, opened a big chain of marketplaces called the Walid Marts. Yeah, with that kind of bread, you guessed it, dad became a Pharisee and a member of the Sanhedrin. I don't know. I try to listen. I try to be a good son. But when I talk to him about anything, it's like he's speaking a different language. (laughs) Like yesterday, we were sitting on the roof having breakfast, and he turned to me and said, Great of Dina Stadium. So how's school? I mean, seriously, what's he saying? I relate to my mom a lot easier, but she still gets after me. Jeff, it's not good that you quarrel with your father so much. By all that is holy, I say you will be the death of each other. <sighs> but Ma, I'm not kidding. He's speaking another language. Shh, You know what I will do? It will not please your father, but I feel led to send you to my brother, your uncle, Jesus. 
I exploded. What? He's just a weird hippie living in the woods. Mom rolled her eyes. Ha! Huh? For someone who does not understand his father, you managed to sound just like him. Pack your things. I know he is near the home of Lazarus and his sisters. The caravan leaves at seven, but first... She removed a coin from her purse. Take the urn, run to the market, and buy more oil. I must bake bread tomorrow. <laughs> I grumbled, but turned, heading for the marketplace. At my back, Mom called. They say many things about my brother, but nowhere else will you learn better about obedience. I trudged into the busy market, glad to see my friend in line. I sauntered up behind him. What up, Ahmed? He frowned. Mm, nothing. Standing in line blows. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what else blows? My mom is shipping me off to hang out with my uncle. Ahmed brightened. What? Your uncle Jesus? Yeah. Dude, your uncle is cool. Isn't he the same guy that beat the crap out of the money changers in the temple and wrecked the place? I managed to smile. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> Hell do yeah, you know it was. The voice of a shrill woman made us both jump. We turned. Mrs. Dali Fatma. Black veil hung across her face. She had a nose so big you could see it form a tent under the material. Watch out for the chicks who are so obsessed about their veils. Underneath, they're butt ugly. She had so many coins hanging off her she sounded like a walking debris pile. A big loaf of bread stuck under her arm. She waggled her finger at us. You must not be speaking like this. It is horrible and disrespectful. But what can you expect? You, a relation to that awful Jesus. Everyone knows your family's story. I think he should go again. <laughs> she lost me. So the caravan drops me off at the town where my uncle was last seen, and it didn't take too long for me to find him. I mean, all I had to do was stand in the middle of town and shout, Hey, anybody see Jesus? The falafel to go vendor called. Hey, he's in the park, just outside of town, him and his friends. I bought me a wrap and headed for the park. In the fading light, I saw their fire pretty quickly. Twelve guys and my uncle hanging out eating dinner. On my way up the hill to them, I heard something that sounded like a small thunderclap. Seconds later, cries of, Aw, Peter! Gross, man! Go air out your robe! And then, Peter, laughing. As I got closer, my insides started to jumble around a bit. After all, he may have been my uncle, but this was also the guy that could heal people with a touch, make enough food to feed 5,000 out of a hunk of bread and a couple of fish. No matter how weird he seemed at times, or what people said, I knew Uncle Jesus was no lightweight. As I drew near, he glanced my way. Intense eyes, long dark hair, and a proper man's beard. When he saw me, he smiled and rose to his feet. Jeff, hey, come here, you. I felt a surge of relief in my gut and ran forward. I figured, what the heck? I was pretty glad to see him. We threw our arms around each other, and he ended up lifting me off the ground. All that time wielding a carpenter's hammer paid off. The dude was strong. Guys, said Jesus after setting me back on the ground, arms still wrapped around my shoulder. This is Jeff, my nephew. 
There were nods, grunts of, hey. Jesus sat back down and patted the spot next to him. Sit, sit. Tell me how your mother is and what brings you this way. Oh, here's some bread for you. You've traveled a ways. Take something to eat. Yeah, I didn't want to be rude and turn it down. So I said, thank you, and then took one of the flat pieces of bread he offered. I smirked. Hey, coming up the hill, I heard someone clap out a loud one. Sure this won't do the same to me? A few of the men laughed. One guy, Matthew, said, That was Peter. It's amazing what comes out of him. Peter stuck a finger in Matthew's direction. Yeah, and he knows what comes out of me because Matthew likes to tax it. By the pound! <laughs> the group roared with laughter. When they calmed down, Jesus asked me again what brought me his way. I felt my cheeks heat. Well, my mom sent me. She wants you to teach me about obedience. Uncle Jesus' eyes grew a bit wider. His lips formed an O. Having a few problems with that? Uh, I might. Just then we heard someone yelling as they ran up the hill. The new guy sounded so frantic everyone stood on alert. Jesus! Jesus! A skinny dude in a tattered robe raced up. <sighs> Jesus, I just came from Martha's house. He paused. Panting. You've got to go. Lazarus, he's very sick. He's dying. Rabbi, Martha asked that you come right away. For a minute, I thought Jesus would race right out of there. But he paused. I knew Lazarus was a good friend of his. Mary and Martha, too. Uh, aren't we going? No, said my uncle. He turned to the messenger and said, Malachi, thank you for telling me. We will go at the appointed time. Malachi stared at him with obvious surprise, but muttered, Yes, Rabbi, and hurried away. As calm as the sea on a cloudless day, Jesus said, We will put our meal away, and then, gentlemen, we must pray. The guys all moved to do as he asked, but I could tell they felt as confused as I did. So I asked Jesus, Hey, Lazarus is your best friend, why can't we go? With the same deep calm, Uncle Jesus told me, Because I'm obeying my father. Your father? Didn't Joseph die a long time ago? Still patient, Jesus said. Jeff, God in heaven is my father. I paused. <laughs> I'd always heard that Jesus thought he was the son of God, but I brushed it off as one of those crazy things people said. But this... Eh, this was crazy. Like someone saying they were Napoleon Ben Bonaparte. Impossible. But I thought maybe he was just in shock over hearing about his friend. I decided to leave it alone and see if he didn't feel better in the morning. No such luck. Messengers kept coming to the campsite telling him how frantic Martha had become. It was getting a little annoying, but nothing moved him. Uncle Jesus spent a lot of time just sitting, eyes closed, in prayer. I would watch him and wonder if maybe when he prayed, he heard God's real voice talking to him. Before long, I sat and prayed with him too. Then at last, the messenger came who said, Master, Lazarus is dead. Jesus only said, We will wait. I thought I would pound my head against a tree. Not go? How not go? How do you not go? But after being around him, I had a sense that this was right somehow and kept my mouth shut. And I just watched my uncle. On the third day since hearing the message, he said, It's time. We have to leave.
Near their home, we saw Martha racing down the road, weeping. Mary trailed behind, and behind her was, uh, how do I explain it? In my country, we have professional mourners, people that get paid to come cry at your funeral. Sort of comes with the funeral package, but they can whip up a tear at the drop of a hat, I tell you what. Hanky's working, sniveling, wailing, moaning, all the best sounds for you when you're dead. Women mostly. So this bunch is hunched over, bawling after Mary and sounding like, Jesus, Jesus. Martha's red, tear-stained face turned to Jesus. Why didn't you come? What kind of friend are you? She bawled her fists and shouted, If you had been here when I said to come, my brother would still be alive. How could you just let him die? Martha, she swung at him. Don't Martha me! He's dead, Jesus! Then she collapsed in his arms, and they both wept together. The mourners cried. Oh, he must have loved Lazarus so much! Look at him weep! Mary, Martha said Jesus as he wiped at his eyes. We must go to the gravesite now. Jeff, you must come too. At the gravesite, I'm not kidding. This is what happened. In my country, we make tombs by digging holes in the side of hills. Then we roll a big stone in front of them. It works. Jesus focused on the area. The mourners are practically deafening and making me nuts. Jesus touched the stone at Lazarus' tomb and called above the din. God has done this so that all of you will understand his power and learn to have faith in him and him alone. God has done this so that all of you will understand his power and learn to have faith in him and him alone. He is all-powerful. Have faith in him, not in what you see. He turned to his men. Take away the stone. The entire group paused. Peter cringed. Lord, it's been three days. Martha tugged at his sleeve. Jesus, the smell. My uncle only repeated himself. Remove the stone. The men did as they were told, and my uncle walked up to the open tomb, turned to the crowd, and said, Behold, the power of God. Then he gazed into the tomb and shouted, Lazarus, come out. My heart sank. I felt sick. My crazy uncle, who thought he was the son of God, stood yelling at a three-day-old corpse to come on out and say, Hi. It would hurt my mom to tell her. Something in the cave moved. I stepped back. The sound came again. Bats? Rats? A slow shuffle and a dull moan. Then before I knew it, A figure stood in the opening of the cave. A man wrapped from head to toe with a grave cloth. All of a sudden, I couldn't breathe. My eyes opened all the way and then stretched some more. My jaw hung open to my chest. I couldn't run, shout. My knees gave way and I sank to the ground. I stared at Uncle Jesus and for the first time knew that everything he said was true. He was the son of Lord God Almighty, and my uncle. The entire crowd had dropped to their knees, just as stunned. I realized my breathing shot in and out like an animal panting. Lazarus made a sound. Uh, That's not Yiddish. Release him, 
said Jesus. The guys unwrapped his head first, and the sheepish Lazarus gazed about and gave a nervous laugh. Oh, hey, Jesus. I know you told me to knock off the party, and uh, how did, how did I get here? I fall asleep at the wrong place, wrong time? Lazarus, said Jesus. When you get unwound, we have to talk. Then Uncle Jesus looked down at me, smiled, and said, And that's how you obey. Got it? Mouth still hanging, I nodded. Y you are the son of God. I wasn't kidding. Whoa. I could have stayed with Jesus all summer, but I had to get home. Walking to my house felt different, because in a very short time, I had changed. I wanted to be patient, obedient, brave. I wanted to be just like Uncle Jesus. I walked into the house where my father saw me. So, your mother tells me you went to see that crazy uncle of yours. How did it go? I was so surprised that I understood him. I stepped up and gave the man a hug. It was great, Abba. Really great. My father hugged me back, and I could hear the smile in his voice. <laughs> I'm glad, son. So very glad. was our story. I hope you liked it. This was a piece of historical fiction. If you want to read the biblical account of Jesus and Lazarus, you'll find it in the Gospel of John, chapter 11. Before we go, remember that this podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Please remember to join our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, blog about us, leave us a nice review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us, support us on Patreon, and tell your friends. And seriously, the Patreon support is much needed. Lots of resources go into a production like this, and your financial support makes it possible. I also wanted to make a more impassioned plea for iTunes reviews. We currently have six ratings and three written reviews. I know leaving iTunes reviews is a task, but five-star reviews are what help get the word out about this show. So thank you to those of you who have left a review. And now I ask that the rest of you descend upon iTunes like a plague and leave some great reviews. I have a goal of five written reviews by next month. The Untold Podcast has been funded by Jason Brannon, Fred Heimbach, Clayton Webb, Jen Finelli, Parker J. Cole, Lauren Van Arendonk Ba, and Nathan and Casey Butler. And I'm Nathan James Norman, reminding you, Matthew likes to tax it by the pound.